Welcome back to Neandertalk Podcast with host Ryan Westa. I am your host, Ryan Westa of Neandertalk Podcast, episode 163, I believe. Now, this should have been like episode 143. This was a long loss, not long, super long lost, but I did this episode a while ago with Fabian of 3DHQ, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite companies in Kansas City. Uh, they made the little axe. I got one right here. I'm holding it up to the camera. Oh, you guys already know who are watching this. Uh, if you want to get one of these axes, join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast, And you can support me for as little as $1 a month. And if you want the little axe and you want video access to the podcast, it's $5 a month. And uh, again patreon.com slash neandertalkpodcast. Uh, so yeah, uh, 3DHQ made those little axes, the little neander, t- neander clubs, if you will. And uh, I had them back in the studio a few months ago, and then I lost it. I just lost the episode. I don't know what happened. And I was freaked out, bummed. I rescheduled with him, and then he's supposed to come in a while ago, and then we had to reschedule that. And then I just found it the other day. I was like, hey, I was like, Fabian, we got to have found it. He's like, and it doesn't matter. We got it. I can't remember exactly everything we talked about. I remember it being a very fun, good conversation, good science fiction talk and some 3D printer type talk. Really good time. I always enjoy talking to him. And I'm excited to actually listen to this episode again. I like to re-listen to some of these episodes I haven't done in a while. And I'm excited to re-listen to, or to listen to this one. And I hope you guys like it. And last but not least... I got to give a big shout out, a big thanks to the sponsor, West Bottoms Whiskey Co. I went down there to the actual bar, the little distillery in the West Bottoms last week. Oh my gosh. This place is really cool. It only holds maybe like 20 or 30 people. It's cozy. It's super old school, like pre-prohibition era type feel. It's got the brick walls. It's got the sweet wooden floors. And honestly, it's, they say they make the best, the, the best, uh, old fashioned in Kansas city. <sighs> they might, they just might. It's up there. It is so good. And the whole process they do, he takes the little piece of wood and he puts the little, uh, bitters on there. He, he takes a torch to it then he gets it all smoky and he puts the glass over it. So you get that nice smokiness to it. Then he makes the old fashioned in that. And an old-fashioned, you're supposed to sip. These things are so good, you want to chug them. So again, West Bottoms Whiskey Co., the sponsor. Uh, I only have them because I believe in them, and I trust them, and I like their product. I love their product. And now you can catch me up. I'm going to keep going down in the little, that little bar down there. It's awesome. I hope you guys check it out. Uh, I hope you guys purchase some of their whiskey if you ever see it out there at the bars or in the liquor store. It's really good stuff. Um so everybody enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off limits. Now here's your host, Mind Daddy, and Void of Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Talk Podcast. Boom talk boom. In three, two, 
one. What were we just talking about before we started? Before we started all that, SpongeBob. Oh yeah, you're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How prophetic SpongeBob has become. Who could have called that? Tell me more. I, I know nothing of. I, I I watched it as. I only watched a few episodes of SpongeBob like a long time ago. I, that missed my generation in both directions. I think. Yep. I think it hit before. Like, I was too old for it, really. But that now it's gone so long. A lot of people. That were I don't know now their kids are watching it I don't know absolutely and that's the thing like it missed it, me it, it missed you I was right on like I I was the demographic that should have been watching it but I was like too cool at twelve to watch SpongeBob I was like it's not Rugrats you know and but what I what I'm getting at is the memes there's like a SpongeBob meme for everything and you've seen it I'm sure oh, during I've seen your plenty scrolls. of yeah SpongeBob memes oh okay I just thought I thought you meant prophetic as in like the simpsons absolutely where they've actually predicted the future yes and i think that spongebob, SpongeBob doing that or is he just being a meme used for a meme I, yeah he's just being used for a meme again i didn't watch it so I, i'm not sure like how in depth it was in terms of predicting the future okay but just the fact that it, it it's so universal now that it's a meme and there's a meme for everything there's a spongebob meme for everything <laughs> huh i haven't really I mean, I've definitely seen, I've probably even used them. I've used the, well, I'm out of here one. <laughs> I was just, exactly, man. I was just watching a, a SpongeBob gif and it was like when girls l learn to twerk and it's just SpongeBob like backing it up. And then it's like his individual square butt his cheeks going cheek. up oh, and nice. down. And I was like SpongeBob, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where that's the beauty of the internet. We can take these things and then like turn it into something funny that a lot of people can relate to. The internet, man. The internet. It's we we take it so much for granted, and we blame it for so many things. Absolutely. Probably you know rightly so, perhaps in in some instances. I don't know. It's it's a fun conversation to talk about. How old are you, Fabian? I'm turning 36 this year. Okay. So slightly younger than me. Um, but yeah, I'm 41. And and I feel <clears throat> like that five age range is like, it's a, it it's overlaps. A, it, it does, but it's an interesting five gap length because mm -hmm. a five gap range. Because there is a weird, I, I don't know, my generation is on a weird, we're weird because we grew up without the internet. Mm -hmm. And then... When we were in high school ish, then we kind of got it. Like like AOL exploded. Yeah. Yes. And then all of a sudden you got these chat rooms, and I don't know a lot of people remember this, but AOL you was even before there was there was things on there that you could do that predated MySpace. Yeah. <clears throat> you oh, could yeah. do your own. You could make your own homepage. You yeah uh, AOL page, America Online page. Okay. And you could send your little chat room friends there and you could set it up however you want, just like how MySpace was. Yeah. It was very, I mean, think, I mean, this was like, this is the 90s. Mm -hmm. That was very, very advanced. Pre-social media before social media. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, chat rooms. I mean, what were, those were, I don't know. I don't know how many people listening. I, I got a, I pretty got a <laughs> pretty wide range of ages. Yeah. And probably some of these, oh, shut up, old man. And others are like, yeah, I remember that. Like, like you, you people that don't understand what it was like before 
before chat room. Like chat rooms were like a big, big thing. You know, like people would go home after school, get on there, and, be, and, and there'd be like a chat room for whatever you want. Uh, NHL hockey. Yep. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Yep. What, like you could do sub like St. Louis Cardinals. I mean. Uh, sex chat rooms. Those all, were all huge. So, I mean, it always ended up there somewhere or another. Absolutely. And he would have, it was like this weird, like, what a weird time for this human experiment yes. where we just all of a sudden could start talking to each other with names like Dr. Love 5273. <laughs> yes. You know, Mach 7. <laughs> and it's just the first time everyone just gets anonymously. And then you just start randomly chatting, age, sex, location. That's right. Yeah. ASL. ASL. Yeah. We all know what it meant, man. It was, And it was like the precursor to so many different things. Like the chat rooms. If you go on to Reddit, there's just a bunch of subreddits. It's just chat rooms. You know what I mean? But, you know, recycle. Live, live and, talk, too. Like, yes. Live. You were li- doing it live. This it wasn't was like Reddit where you post it and come back and see posts. Like, you're actually t- talking with other strangers. It, does that go on anymore, really? Is it other than it really? has to? It has to. Does it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were talking about OnlyFans earlier, and that's like live interaction, right? No, I think but, that's more like DMs. Okay. I, mean, I mean, you might catch them live. I don't know, but I think yeah. that's still more of a DM thing. You know, I don't know what if about there's any designated chat rooms. I mean, the, it is the internet, and surely there probably are. Yes, and it might be like more on the dark web, right? And and that's funny because like the internet at the beginning, the chat rooms felt like the dark web. You know what I mean? It was it's like you wild, were doing wild something. West. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, thinking about it now, it was it was the dark because uh, I was innocent. I talked to other people that were innocent, but you yeah. know, sure, I was oh fifteen. Let's say mm-hmm. fifteen. Well, you know, you're fifteen year old boy. Your hormones are rampant. You can't control it. Yeah, I mean, you're jerking off 12 times a day. <laughs> you're making excuses on why you have all these Kleenexes in your bedroom. Right? Like, my allergies are killing me. <laughs> killing me, Mom. I don't know what to do. I don't Give me another Kleenex, box of Kleenex. That's crazy. I, I, right? Yeah, it's a, Get out of here. You don't want to catch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These allergies are contagious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you would go on there, and then you would, like, fall into these, like, sexual, con- like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, that was called sexting, but yeah. back then it was called cyber sex. There you go. That's what it was yeah. called. And you assumed you were talking to this other girl that was who she said she was. Yep. But you know it wasn't that at it all. It was some middle-aged man. I got it was some dude on the other end. Oh, I got well, I got fished. Like they got like, oh, you know, I can give you my pictures, blah, 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 but I, I just need your password to do like <laughs> you know, they like get somehow get your password. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're a 14 year old kid. Hey, you laugh at it now. It's true. It's you still laugh happens. at it now, but this was when it very first started. You were like, it's yeah, th- oh. this has to be real. It's it's online. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you're not gonna do it. It's just a password, and then you find it, and then they, yeah, and then you know, next thing you know, your dad's yelling at you like, I just spent eight hours with a tech <laughs> from AOL because this and this happened. Did you give your password away? Yeah. And what is your screen name? Dr. Love. Oh, oh, oh. And I was, I've never been, that's real. Yeah. I've never been more embarrassed in my life. A 15 year old, my name was Dr. Love, like number, number, number. Yeah. That's hilarious, man. And it happened. There you go. On my family's computer. <laughs> it was one computer in the house that everybody shared. Yes. You in went the, on to AOL. Room. You went on AOL. You could just go to your little name like it does now. You hit the arrow and yes. you scroll through the different names. Here I am. What was I thinking? What a 
dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all of us, man. I feel like the human experiment, thats that happened to all of us in some variation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sharing the family computer and like getting <laughs> caught doing shit you weren't supposed to because it's the internet. It was the Wild West. It still is. You know, that's hilarious. I love that. It's so embarrassing. I think about that sometimes. I've never spoken that out loud ever before <laughs> in my life. We're live, baby. But I've thought about it before. <laughs> it just it, It's one of those things you think about and... I don't know. I'm sure we all have those. I assume all of us have those little things that just eat at you sometimes that you did when you were a kid. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. I mean, not at all. But to us, it does. You know, like to us, it eats away. And it's like once you get it off your chest, it's like, oh, it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. My parents got divorced and they did blame it on that. But (laughs) I'm just kidding. They're still happily married. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> happy Father's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. This will be out after that. There we go. But, yes, happy post-Father's Day. Dude, I love it. So, I was going off of the internet. Um, my girlfriend and I were watching the new Bo Burnham special. Okay. so That's it, a stand-up comic. Stand-up comic. Um, he started. He's, like, one of the first famous YouTubers. Dude oh, on the piano. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? The like, name sounds familiar. I don't know that I know. And I bet you if I saw a picture of it, he's kind of tall, skinny, dark hair. There you go. That's okay. it. I don't know that I know his comedy, but I know of him. It's like it's like musical comedy, right? And so okay. what he did was over the pandemic, he decided to, he was all cooped up at his house and he was like, I'm going to make a special. And it ends up covering like this, like multitude of like really important topics, but he breaks it up with comedy. You know what I mean? So it's all these songs. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. And a lot of it has to do with the Internet and how the Internet is this place where it's like everything all the time, everything you want all of the time. And you can just log on there and it's like, what is your brain after? Because on the Internet, you'll find it. You'll go down that rabbit hole. And it's like it's become this incredible tool. But it's, it's like the spectrum. It's like the best and worst parts about us exist on the Internet. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that it's it's awesome that we have that at our disposal because it leads to these hilarious it's that stories. Yin and yang. Yeah, it's, yeah, dude, to the Doctor Love, you know, yeah, Doctor Love. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of a comic. The what is his name? Owen Benjamin. Okay, do you know of him? I don't know. He's a kind of a music comic. I, he does stand up too, but he also does. I think he goes by the name Huge Pianist. <laughs> Clever. But check this out. So okay. we were talking earlier about uh, a certain guest that went too deep on the edibles and mm, had some happened? panic attacks. And <clears throat> so we couldn't release that episode. Sure. So and, and uh, there's this guy named Joey Diaz. OK. He's a, he's a stand up comic, too. That name sounds more familiar. <sighs> he's real good friends with Rogan. Like Rogan probably made him famous. OK. He has his podcast now. Uh, it, it used to be called The Church of What's Happening Now. OK. And this dude eats, he'll eat like a thousand milligrams of marijuana. That's crazy. Of edibles. Like he goes deep, like he goes hardcore and he makes it, he like he'll trick his guests. Like he'll, he'll scratch <laughs> off like the star, like he's called like a star of death. It's okay. a gu- an edible gummy and it's a hundred milligrams for one gummy. Holy moly. Well, he'll like scratch off one of the zeros and make it look like it's a 10 and give it to his guest. <laughs> <laughs> that dude that's crazy yeah and then give them more and like and if they want and if they like you know if they get more like he won't stop them so like some of these there's some epic stories you can find them on youtube sure of people that just 
didn't know it just went too deep like they Off just the like end. all of a sudden just they get this look in their eye and it's like <laughs> oh my, they don't know like they just start panicking like oh my gosh and there's this one dude a uh, huge pianist uh, yeah. owen benjamin there's a theory that this broke him okay so he was in hollywood kind of successful friends with a lot of the comics and went deep when he went on that show went deep he had he had to go i have to get up and stand up i just got to go outside and walk for a minute been there yeah <laughs> he got out of the podcast room and podcast room much like this yeah went out just for like a couple minutes i think he came back and he's like i think I, have, I need another break he like went back out and never returned oh wow just just walk just kept walking or something like he said it just freaked him out and now he moved his family to like upstate New York. Yeah. And is like bought some land and is like cutting trees and shit and like homesteading it. Yeah. And he he's does, an arbor barber. I, I, okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, but like he does like this YouTube show and he's like this big, super right wing guy. Like uh, it, it's just very fascinating. It's just like, the, and they blame it on that. Like he went from this, went super deep on the edibles and like broke them and set yeah. them in the middle of nowhere in New York, <laughs> not really doing comedy anymore with this weird conspiracy theorist, right wing nut guy. That's like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Absolutely, man. And I think that we all have that threshold, you know, like we flirt with it, but most of us don't cross that line because if you do, you always hear the, the terror stories, right? Like the horror stories of, Oh my God, this guy did too much weed. And now he's, state new york yeah. you know chopping trees and talking conspiracies but he looks happy oh well, well there you go well then, you know what i mean like he yeah. seems to be happy and like living life he's just there with his wife and kid and and i think animals and shit he says he's happy he's never been happier there you go you know and, and i think that this is another one of those examples at least for myself where i'm like we're living in the future you know we're actually starting to experiment yeah. more openly with different kinds of substances that are natural, like whether it's weed or mushrooms like psilocybin or even LSD, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, how can we use this ecstasy, man, MDMA, MDMA yeah. right, to, to help with um, PTSD, PTSD. Yeah. you know, and, and it's like, finally, we've gotten rid of that stigma. It's no longer such a scary word, you know, like the it's, devil's lettuce, man, you don't want to do it. It's getting You'll there. go crazy. It's getting there. Reform exactly. Yeah. It, we're getting closer to it. And I think that it's opening these doors to, I don't know, like happier cognitions, right? Like pushing past our insecurities so we can actually enjoy our time on this planet instead of pretending like we are because I'm rich and famous and check it out. It's online. I don't know, man. I might be happy if I was rich and famous and online. Who's <laughs> <laughs> to say? Right? I mean, they, you do hear the stories. There is mm -hmm. a lot of the... I don't know. Maybe that's just anecdotal evidence of, of these wealthy, famous people, and they're not that happy. But look at Ellen DeGeneres. You know, oh, like come she, on, that, that, she, she's she, happy. She's got to be happy. Is she though? Because everybody around her is miserable. So miserable that to the point where she's no longer doing her show. She's like, oh, I've done it all, and it's like, but have you? Have you? Like, you may have all that in your bank account, but are you? I think that what it really comes down to is like. We just need to reach a certain point of financial freedom to actually be able to not have like the little things to worry about. Like, how am I going to pay for fucking groceries this week? Mm -hmm. how, how am I going to make rent? You know, my kid needs new shoes and I just paid tuition. Mm -hmm. Like, how is this going to work? You know, it's because because we're, we're still nickel and diming ourselves. But there's been studies where it's um it's like 
you know, correlating money with like actual happiness. And we have to keep in mind that happiness isn't, it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. It's not something that like you catch and like all of a sudden you have it forever. You know, it comes and goes, man. Like that's just human emotions and that's okay. Um, But so like back to the study, it's like $70,000 was this magic numbers. Like, and, and you have to keep in mind that this is also, I read about this like maybe 10, 15 years ago. So maybe $70,000 with inflation now is like 90,000 or 100,000. And 100,000 if, and I don't mean to jump subjects here, but $100,000 if the price of the employee, like hourly wage would have kept up with inflation, your your basic income for employees in the US would be at $100,000, which is nuts to even think about, right? Because I think that most people in America, like a majority of us make like around 36,000, Right, like that's what most people are living off of, which is crazy. But so okay, so this this study seventy th- part part about that is, if you make thirty four thousand more a year, you're in the one percent of the world. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. To put it in an even bigger perspective, isn't that crazy? Yeah, absolutely. You have more money at thirty four thousand dollars a year than nine, you know, than ninety nine percent of the world. I totally believe that. That's crazy. Absolutely, man. You compare it to, you know, India or Colombia or any of these impoverished yeah. nations. Some Southeast Asian countries, some corrupt, crazy African country. Absolutely. I and, and I think that that's important to keep in mind, you know, when we're looking for happiness in the modern age is like we need to take a step back and be like, you know, count our blessings, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, man, I think that uh, that there's a lot of really exciting things happening right now. And the fact that we're toying with these different kind of substances is hopefully opening the door to, <clears throat> hey, what else aside from money is actually going to make my experience on Earth worth having, you know, and, and like fill it with that. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. What an interesting thought, because most people do think it's just money. It's exactly. But, but it could be just access the right uh, let me yeah the right correct access to some certain certain substances sure absolutely man if the, if I mean, the that's studies what it are takes. out there i mean people can laugh at us like oh listen to these couple of these these yahoos these these, tri- <laughs> these guys just want to trip their balls off all day and sure. forget about reality <laughs> but if you never experienced it i mean there's something be i mean there, there's plenty of studies out there this isn't anecdotal there's plenty of actual Scientific studies by Johns Hopkins and other major universities that have done studies about the effects of just psilocybin mushrooms, just microdosing, not even tripping, not, not even, even tripping, tripping, just just a tiny, tiny about every day. It's like easy, it fights depression, dude. And and then there's I'll and take that over an SSRI, exactly, day. man. Because mix that with some running. There you a go. Bit of exercise, mm-hmm. eat a little healthier. Absolutely. Now we're talking. Now we have a formula. <coughs> You know, something this that needs you can to be mix discussed. Together. You it know, does. people need to listen to this and, and not just think of it as, as, oh, that's just silly podcast talk or that's I, just drinking talk or bar talk. Like, you know, think about it. Like, doctors are out there, but our doctors are out there to prescribe shit. Exactly. They're peddling. You know, yeah. Look like, at Pfizer or not, not Pfizer. Look at um, Purdue Pharma. Yeah. Right, dude. Look at the Sackler family. Mm-hmm. That's who's selling you your Oxycontin. Right. You know, and then, but they don't sell it directly to you. Uh-oh. They sell it to the doctor. You know, they front him the drugs and or her about the drugs. Too. Yeah. And then withhold information. Absolutely, it. man. But but again, if, if we can start to look at life from a different perspective and, and try to mix it up in our own way, 
um, that makes sense to the individual, then maybe maybe that's how we find that balance and how we get to happiness. And I think the reason we are getting there on the track that we are, instead of the uh, the sweeping drug act of mm-hmm. Nixon, yeah, is because of the internet. Absolutely. Again, absolutely the, the good and the bad, but that's the good thing. Is like people are starting to get that information. You can go and, and go to johnshopkinsuniversity.com or whatever it is and read about the, the psilocybin studies. Look at a... Oh, there's another one, a good Catholic one put out there. What was that one called? Oh. Damn it. Oh, I'll man. think of it. I've, I've talked about it before. That's a good one where they took took a bunch of like religious uh, people, mm-hmm. priests and whatever, mm-hmm. and just had them trip on some mushrooms once. Oh, what is that study called? Ah, crap. And and if you think about it, you know, th- that kind of experiment, this is what shamans were doing. This is, you know, this is what like Indian chiefs were doing. This is what sl- sweat lodges right. were about. You right, know, right. It was well, like, peyote. They were, yeah. Dude, the Moses peace pipe, and the peace pipe. The, exactly. Moses and the burning bush. Like, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. any one of these things, it's like what was really going on. They were using, you know, this is like a ceremonial like a uh, substance mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, but you're right. And, and so what ended up happening with these priests and these nuns, did it change? Th- yeah. Their yeah. Perspective? It, gave, it gave them a perspective of, of, of feeling closer to God or feeling a little bit more spirit. Like it actually, they all record, like, I think <clears throat> a large majority of them said it was beneficial there in one go. way or another. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I had a play on religious words on what it was. It wasn't like the seventh day. Something I'll, I'll I'll have to rem- I'll try to Google it afterwards. There you go. Like that, but. Text me. Yeah. Like, hey man, I remembered. <laughs> ah. Oh, I, I love experiment. it. Experiment. There's something experiment. That gosh darn it. It'll it, it's it'll come to you when like you're not thinking. Google about that. It, you Can know? you Google that for <laughs> there me? There we go. <laughs> Charles, pull that shit up. That's right. <laughs> Google chat. Hey, the internet again. The internet. Yeah. You know. Just uh, just Google, um, mushroom psilocybin experiment priests there you go that'll come up with something. it's either either the study's gonna come up <clears throat> or some crazy porn is gonna come up nah, yeah, <laughs> be careful well, charles depends, be on careful. What, depends on what kind of stuff he's usually googling right what's in his algorithm <laughs> psilocybin there you go I'll do speak to text because psilocybin is a funny word to spell. Dude, English. P-S-Y-C. Right. Like I see it, but unless it's, uh, there's got indigo or hmm. This is horrible podcast entertainment right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me, let me check my phone. Uh, I'll look, I'll have to look for it later. Right on, man. But, but again, you know, I think that all these things are, are important to talk about, you know, and then I, if we're going to, keep going down the rabbit hole that is the internet and what it's become over the last 25 years. Like I was, you know, I I was part of the generation just being five years younger than you. Like I was practicing like homeroom key, like in elementary school. I remember they're like, Hey, we're going (coughs) to introduce like a new uh, subject this year. Yeah. I didn't have typing till high school. There you go. Yep. And, Mm -hmm. and that's how you learned, you know, the basics of how to drive a keyboard. Yeah. You know, and then from there it was like Oregon Trail. So it was like one of my first computer games. I was, I grew up like a super Nintendo kid. Okay. You know, so like Mortal Kombat or NBA Jam was, was my introduction into gaming. 
Um, but NBA Jam, <laughs> Boom Shakalaka. Oh yeah, he's on fire, yeah. dude. All of it. I love that game. S- great stuff. Like literally content that we still use. Today. I still play that. I go to Uptown in the Crossroads and play some NBA Jam. It's nostalgic, man, <laughs> and it's still fun. It's yeah. still fun. Of course, it, it holds is. up. It does hold up. Yep. It's not like these new f- badass graphics. They're still the old. Yep, it's great fun. Absolutely, man. You know, and, and and these are all like precursors to the incredibleness that was to come, right? So like we, we got to talking about access to information and just being more globally connected, right? And, mm-hmm. and so that way, like we can come to our own conclusions, good or bad. Um, but, you know, more recently, we were talking about crypto. And I know that you have a great crypto uh, cash dropping here soon. Mm-hmm. I think that that's also the Internet. You know, like creating literally a new system for finances. Yeah. A, a, a new money that's never existed before came from the Internet. Yeah. It took us a while, but but look where we are now. You know, and, and then and then the same thing we were talking about, you know, me going to Cruella and, and back to the movies and, and AMC stocks, you know, and we mentioned Reddit earlier the power of the internet, like the power to connect the masses and what happened on the internet to move things like GameStop. I don't know if you remember like, you know, what happened with that, um, Mm. with that stock earlier this year, but that's literally the masses going in and saying, you know what, we're going to move this market. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be the fed or it's not going to be wall street. It's not going to be some stock bro. It's going to be us going in yeah. and just being like, you know what? I like this company. I like GameStop because they, I can still go there and buy NBA Jam or the new Mortal Kombat. I'm going to support this. And they they literally... Is that what that was about? Yeah. Yeah, man. They So, so oh, what I it was it about was, was like some... shorting, right? So, yeah. like, so and, and I'm not... Yeah, I thought it was some kind of stock game. I didn't know it was because people were like sticking up for GameStop because you could come in there and buy shit. I think I think it's 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 probably like multiple variables and like reasons why, but the underlying factor that I took away from it. And I'm not a professional mm-hmm. or like, you know, I don't I don't I'm not a I don't have fiduciary responsibilities, <laughs> you know. But what I what I will say is that it showed that again people can move mountains. When we come together on the internet, mm-hmm. like we we can now manipulate what happens in the stock market. Not even manipulate, we can dictate, right? Yeah. So and and I think that that's super Until it cool. gets shut down. Didn't that Robin Hood guy shut it down? There you go. Exactly, man, because you know So you can still only go so far. Yep. Because it's still behind a paywall, but but you know what that'll lead to? It's just like evolution. It's like when uh when a predator develops like a new tool to catch its prey, mm-hmm. then the, the next generation of that prey will develop like a new defense to get away from the predator. And the story continues. The Internet's the same thing, man. It's what, like, yeah, what are we evolving to then? I think that, um, dude, it, have you ever heard of the transcendental man or transcendence? Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of. I think is that a movie? Was that a movie? It was. So there's a movie with Johnny Depp. That's yeah, called, like, I heard Trin- it was horrible. I wanted to see it. So bad, so bad. But there's this dude called, um, oh man, and I, I'll always like botch this guy's name, but it's like Rob Hirschweiler. Okay. And and what he ended up doing is like you know when he was like 16, he created this device that would scan. Um, it would scan Braille and read it back to blind people so, so they could read faster. They could like pick up. So they didn't have to learn Braille. There you go. There you go. <laughs> to make things easier. And then, you know, along the lines, he ended up being a part of like some really big things like the Internet. 
right? So he was one of the engineers that helped get this going. So okay. what he was predicting was there will be this moment in in our lifetimes where there's this convergence, this transcendence, and the it's singularity where singularity type thing. The singularity, yes, dude. So it's like where man and machine become one. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we're evolving into. And and a great example of this is kids, right? You have kids. Mm-hmm. How good are they on an iPad? How good are they with your phone? Mm-hmm. You know, it, they're definitely better, you know, than me at homeroom key kind of thing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're coding. <clears throat> that's evolution in motion. So I think that. Yeah, my kids in he's going to go to third grade next year and they're already learning to code. They already started coding like last year, which I think is incredible, <laughs> you know, and what's that going to lead to, yeah. you know, you know, and they got 3d printers in there, you know, they got 3d printers and they're learning to code. I mean, he's, in, you know, he's not even eight yet. That's, that's exciting. You yeah, know, I is. think that that's exciting. And, and we keep painting. I love this topic because we keep painting this dystopian view of the future. Right. And I think a great example is like the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like Skynet is going to take us all down and the machines are going to kill us. Artificial intelligence is bad. But why do we have to always focus on that? You know, is it just because it's like the buzz feed of it? It's, it's because-, because we know that it's it's us interacting with artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence doesn't have emotions and they're very pragmatic. And we look at ourselves as a disease and we just because I think it's a deeper I think it's a deeper look at how we look at ourselves as a, as a species. I love that. I think you're absolutely right. No. I think I think that you're tapping into something. So with, with this next generation of kids, you know, we should be painting the utopian future that we could have. Right. Because if they're already learning all these skill sets and they have access to this disruptive technology like 3D printing and you can combine it with coding and, and they can create some, you know, solutions to real world problems. We have a real chance at making a better world for all of us, hmm. right? Kind of thing. Well, I think we're, yeah. I mean, sure, it'd be nice to maybe do that, but I, I, I think where science and where science and science fiction starts meeting is kind of like the stuff with what we're doing already with Elon Musk and with NASA put and China putting on stuff on Mars. We're yeah. looking to expand. Like, yeah. eventually, we have to get out of here like you think ha- so like well, why we have, do we have to, to why, expand expand is fine but like why do we have to just like ditch earth you know it's like because we're because it's a very at some point it's gonna we're gonna have an extinction event because because of the, sh- the shit that we're doing no and, and i'm talking and natural forces i'm talking i'm talking giant meteors i'm, I'm talking of super volcanoes sure i mean there was a time it was a long time ago, but the human population was down to like 10,000 people worldwide. Yeah. There was like 70 people in North America. That's That sounds amazing. From a, from a, from a giant uh, a super volcano in India. That's crazy. Like, I, I can't even fathom. Like, my <laughs> right? brain doesn't comprehend. Kind of thing, you know? <laughs> but like, not having that many people is also kind of the reason why I do my shopping on Mondays. Because there's just not as many people out. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but... Going into the volcano thing, tying it back to cryptocurrency, some country, I want to say it was like Ecuador or maybe El Salvador. They were like, you know what? We're going to use our volcanoes to help mine cryptocurrency. And I and I read that and I like that. I know. And I'm like, I, but but what? But how? Yeah. You know, and but look into it. And, and this is what I'm getting at. Like, 
yeah, that there could be these cataclysmic or these apocalyptic events that it's like, fuck it, we got to go. Like, put us put us on on the next rocket. We got to get our ass to Mars. We do. We but, dude, go. but what's to say, like, over a course of a, a long enough timeline, we're going to fuck up Mars, too. Yeah, yeah, but we got to diversify. There, there you go. We okay, got to absolutely. diversify the species if we want the human race to keep continuing. It has to expand. It has to expand solar systems. Like, if time's infinite and, and technology is infinite, and if we don't blow ourselves up. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable to once that technology starts getting there, if it keeps progressing, advancing, advancing, assuming this isn't a simulation already. Sure. And you can actually do this shit. Yeah. Like why? Like just think about we look how far we've come in just a hundred years. Absolutely. Yeah, man. The industrial revolution, you know, yeah. oil and how it changed like everything from and how we that, make stuff. And we're gonna be past that eventually. Well, and yeah. not to and not to bring this up again, but I think this needs to be talked about a lot more with people is these fucking UFOs they're finding right now. Yeah. They so there's the leaks or the the Pentagon's supposed to put everything out at the end of June. I think June twenty fifth. Okay. There's been some stuff leaked from the report, and they're saying they they can't. We can't say they're alien. We can't say they're not alien. We can't say they're China. We can't say they're not China. We can't say they're Russia. They're not Russia. Yeah. And they've been studying from seventy years. Wow. The so like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, nineteen fifties. Yeah. So they've been studying since the nineteen fifties. Yeah. After our if you remember or whatever, after the Cold War with Russia. We had a, a, a period where we got along. Yeah. We were trading stuff back and forth. Yeah. We were like sweethearts for a little bit. A real toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah. Sex was fucking good then. Just ah, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> and we, were, we shared some like information with, with this. Yeah. And Russia 50 years ago said they were finding, seeing the same kind of stuff in, this, in their skies too. There you go. Um, so it kind of rules them out, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, absolutely. The other thing is China. The other thing is China. Could China be on this? Right? Maybe, no, but, no. but still, like... Think about it. Yeah, yeah. we think so because they're biggest in our technology, blah, blah, blah. China's been stealing our technology forever. Sure. If they had already had this UFO technology that you see in these videos, they wouldn't be needing to steal our technology. They'd that's be true. so far ahead of us. Okay, that's a really good point. Yeah. So, so it's got to be. It ha- it doesn't have to be. It could be interdimensional. Okay. It could be extraterrestrial. Yeah. And, it, and if it's been going on for this, what, 70 years, then how? It, it's really hard to think it was some young, you know, young hacker type kid coming up with something then. And it just. Sure. Some like high speed drone. Right. You know, right, like right, right. that kind of thing. So I was uh, I was at the Lake of the Ozarks a couple of weeks ago, and the night sky out there isn't as polluted as it is right. in the city, yada, yada. So we're sitting out, we're having some drinks near a campfire, and we look up, and there's like this train of stars. Oh, Starlink. Dude, it blew my mind. I was like, is this it? Is this the UFO <laughs> encounter that I've been waiting for? Because I'm all for it, man. I, I love the idea of intergalactic space travel right you know like dude futurama is one of my favorite shows i love futurama so good man simpsons kind of thing like what have they predicted that we'll never find out because it's set in the year 3000 Mm -hmm. right or like total recall with arnold schwarzenegger it's like one of my favorite movies and that's that line get your ass to mars you know but so we're looking at the night sky and there's this train of stars and we're like what the fuck and then it's all that it's like who could it be who is it what who's causing this and then you know over the course of the conversation it comes down to like wait a minute starlink 
Elon, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just this, yeah, dude, and that's what it was. It was just satellites, yeah, like fifty of them. It was Elon it Musk. Like, that's what it, it looked like. Santa's sleigh, and you cool. see it until it disappears, and it's like, but where'd it go? So if if we're doing that now, you know, what else is going on that we don't have access to? That's out there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and UFOs. I think is an exciting thing, and that's another one of those things where War of the Worlds. You know, Orson Welles shit, like, we're being invaded. You know, this is yeah. not a drill. Yeah. And it's like, we, we've been so conditioned to think of this as like, the only outcome is bad. You know, and, and I'm like, well, what if it's not? You know, what if it is interdimensional? What if it is, you know, us coming from another timeline or from the future to, oh, yeah. you know, to be like, hey, man, don't fuck this up. This yeah. is about to happen. Or whatever. Like, what if it's not a bad thing? Why do we always have to automatically shift to the worst case scenario i think for preparation maybe yeah but but then we then then we live in it like we, right. we fucking bathe in that shit people like fear the, right the fear control. factor control yeah that's it I mean, that's what I, ultimately i guess all these people i don't know i don't understand control i don't understand wanting to have this crazy amount of power that's not my personality yep but that that is a personality for all a lot of people like just I think it's a generational shift. You know, we were talking about like Gen Xers and millennials and, you know, Gen Z, the younger generation. I think that, you know, up until this point in time, the only way that we were taught that we could make a difference is with power and money, with control and enforcing. It's always been like that. It's It's always always money. It's always money. Yeah. It's always greed. Everyone's greedy. Or no, it's always, no, it's always three things, right? It's money, power and sex. Absolutely. And and we glamorize that shit, dude. We we're like, this is this, this. These are your role models. You know, if you work hard enough, you could be Jeff Bezos, man. But can you? Can you really? Do you want to be? Exactly. And like, when is enough enough? You know. And I think that this is that kind of paradigm shift. This this collective consciousness that we're moving into, and hopefully the pandemic. Because even though we're we're at the tail end of it, and like we're starting to. To move past it, I think that we should take away the lessons that we learned from that. Like that shit sucked, dude. That shit sucked. Mm. And so how can how yeah. can we better prepare for the next round and how can we take care of each other instead of turning on each other? You know, and, and I think that oh, we gotta get rid of social media. <laughs> or learn to use it in a new way. Right? Again, it, it's not all bad. Like if, if the bad exists with the good, it's it's like it's, up to us on how we use it. I don't know. It's just the algorithm algorithms. I mean, you've watched Social Dilemma, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, the algorithms. I, I need water. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking a lot. Um, are set to, I mean, like w- when people get upset, yeah. they interact more. Yeah. And they just push that stuff forward in your feed. Yes. All this negative stuff that's going to be divisive and polarizing. Yes. And then, it, and, and you see it. I, I just dealt with it uh, this past week. I made... Uh, doesn't matter, but sure. there was, I made a comment, a very polarizing. T- sure. A guy made a polarizing topic. I re I, I posted on his post. Yeah. About it. And I'm a white guy and he's a Mexican guy. Yeah. And I did not know as a white guy posting on a Mexican guy's page that that was racist. Dude. R- right. Got DM'd all day about how racist. I mean, other people were on my side. I was like, what the sure. fuck's going on? Like, it's crazy, but you it know, is. it's just. It, it's nuts, man. And, and so I had this great, this amazing conversation with an Uber driver recently. I, 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 hold on. Just yeah, my point water. was saying. Yeah. Well, no water. Well, my point of that was saying is I had so much interaction 
and, and engagement with tons of people I never knew. They don't yeah. follow me, whatever. Okay. Based on this one polarizing, and it was happened to be the the wrong stance in their yes. mind or the wrong thing to do, whatever. And, it, and it's just like, what? What? I do so much positive shit, make so many positive posts, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I love all. I'm not shitting on the shit that I don't get. Yeah. But I'm just saying, why am I getting so much interaction when it's like this negative stuff like that? Absolutely, and 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 it revolves around a word, right? So racism, like that's like the that's that's your trump card you know like once you play right. that it's like oh well i'm just gonna shut it down because of this so this uber driver we're talking and he's haitian he migrated to the u.s i've, I've explained how my fa- i'm first generation born in the u.s so we're having this conversation he's like you know he came over when he was like 15 he's like 50 now mm-hmm. and he moved to south florida and he was like you know what i he was like i did experience race racism when i first moved over he was like but it was from the african-american community telling me to go back to my country oh shit right Right? and so and he was like but it's not racism like the point that he was making was like we got it we got to move past that word and he's like start focusing on tribalism oh yeah that's what it is human beings we naturally gravitate towards tribes because when we were fucking hunters and gatherers and shit were hunting us we were better together in numbers, right? Right. So, like, and and then and then it's regional. It's like well, wherever we're weak. You're... We have to. We, humans can't survive alone. We don't have the tools for it. Absolutely. Other than our brain and thumbs. There you go. We have to create things to kill. There, exactly. And 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 the... we're soft meat puppets. <laughs> That's you it. Know? And and so his point was like tribalism, right? And and like that yeah. is that and that ties into that bigger like power money sex it's like how do we keep all that it's like just keep them bickering amongst themselves Mm -hmm. keep them split up into their tribes name calling each other distracting themselves from Mm -hmm. like the bigger picture of what's going on yeah you know and 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 so and then that blows up your dms yeah (laughs) but here's the thing so like i think that the online reality of what you experience there versus like real life when you go out into your community Mm -hmm. right like you're not having those same kind of experiences and interactions you're probably having really positive stuff like what you were saying like you do a lot of good for the community and it doesn't matter your creed or your tribe like you know what i mean nobody does more for this community than me i'm the best (laughs) i have done more for this community that it's best it's the greatest (laughs) i'm running for president next (laughs) there we go time it comes up you know, and, and I'll give you, again, more of my own personal experiences, yeah. but like I, not post pandemic, but where we are now, mm-hmm. me being out and about and interacting with people, random strangers, people are hungry for like positive experiences. Yeah. I'm not running into like, I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm going to say some shit to you, you know, like I've been waiting on this <laughs> like we would online. You know, I, what I, mean? I don't know. I think I think it got kind of like that in real life once the masks got on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you gave these because all those people that would do it on that do do it online. Yeah. Now felt empowered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're not wearing your mask. Mm-hmm. How dare you? You mm-hmm. asshole. Put your mask on. You got so much of that. All these dirty looks like all these people's like and then, you know their masks so that's a little an- anonymity for them they can prote- you know hide behind their bandana and their hat and their sunglasses and then look at you like and then call you out and be so yeah during the pandemic i don't know i saw kind of a lot of that but during but yeah, i'm saying like now, but now masks now off people, yeah, it's now, different right you can't hide behind your mask right and and here and 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 i love that point of view because it's like that that same experience there's two points of view to it right mm-hmm. i'm sure that on the other side people felt like what the fuck is going on you know like 
why can't you just wear your mask? And like, this is the right. simple solution. And now you're being aggressive towards me because I'm asking you to do what the CDC is telling. You know what I mean? So like from that opposite perspective, people were also feeling like, damn, dude, why you got to be so hostile? You know, like I'm just trying to say, hey, this is this is what I believe is the right answer. You know, and, and again, divide and conquer, man. Like yeah. over the littlest thing, we flipped our shit. Well, we had Trump as president and mm-hmm. it's very easy to keep people divided. Tribes, you got your Democrat tribe and your and your Republican tribe and they are just going and we hate this top. Yeah. We hate this tribe leader. Absolutely. We hate him more than anything. And every and that's this is the, the, the saddest thing about the Trump uh, administration was all the people that shamed Trump voters. Yeah. Just putting a big blanket statement on every single Trump voter. Yeah. Like, no, these are individuals. Yeah. Not every single one of them is this thing that you're making. My mom voted for Trump. Right. I know plenty of people that voted for Trump. Yeah, absolutely. And that was polarizing, man. Yeah. It was, it was, and you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's these, um, it's really hard conversations to have, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think that, before we're able to like continue the dialogue, what ends up happening, you know, between the tribes, Dems and libs and, you know, conservatives and Trump supporters or Trumpers, whatever mm-hmm. is, is if we start name calling mm-hmm. and like it escalates quickly yeah. before we can actually be like, Oh, actually we actually, we share a lot of the same values. It's just these things that we're not on the same page about. And mm-hmm. I've been listening to this voice in my ear about what you've been saying right you know instead of just having the dialogue my neighbor's not the enemy man yeah you know we're we're all we really were all in this together Mm -hmm. you know because we went through it together like that's the one experience that i can think of that it was a collective global experience yeah it and it's you know hopefully it's kind of done for the most part i i you know I don't know. I don't know if I should feel guilty about saying it, but I, I, the, it didn't affect everybody negatively. Oh, no way. You know, yeah. I, if I did to me, as far as my day to day job goes, mm-hmm. it, it made my life a living hell. Mm-hmm. Be honest there. That sucks. But man. outside of that, I, 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 I enjoy, I took advantage of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I traveled for cheaper. There you go. I went, I still went out and I, I don't always love big crowds yeah i like a little more chill scene vibe a lot of the times yeah and i liked making i i, I like supporting local businesses absolutely so, suffered I mean, the most. every almost every weekend i was going out to these local places local mm-hmm. bars and local restaurants became regulars developed friendships with with owners shout out to kobe q hey you know and and, and different uh, servers at different restaurants yeah. like uh, La Bodega. We hit up La Bodega all the time. <laughs> After this podcast, yeah. I would go there almost very often. Yeah. Half price sangria, great happy hour all day Sunday. It's great food and it's a great paella, price. Dude. Yeah, so, I haven't even had the paella. I always ooh. get the small plates. Yeah, yeah. And I've had every small plate on that menu. That's amazing. And the sangria is amazing. Well, I went there last week or so mm-hmm. at nighttime. We ooh. get there, it's packed. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, hey, do you have reservations? Like, uh, Excuse no, me. wait, wait, do you, I, it, <laughs> it's me. Is Keisha here? Where's Keisha? Did you show him your ass? Yeah. And, and <laughs> everyone's dressed up. I'm yeah. wearing t shirt. Like, I'm not looking like dressed up at all. Like, sure. just normally Sunday attire that I do there. Yeah. It was just, I was like, what happened to lot? What happened to my place? <laughs> no. And then the, and then it was, and it was more expensive. And it's yep. like, I lost you, Belt Wild Bodega. I lost you. We yeah. were friends. Like, we had a nice hot 
rela- relationship, but you know, we ha- we got we're gonna have to kind of break up. Like I'll see you every now and then. Yeah. We did what we had to do to get by. But yeah, yeah. You know? So I got a lot of these little... <laughs> when, and I think that you're right, man. Like, if we actually look at who benefited from the pandemic, like, followed the money kind of thing, mm-hmm. the rich got richer. Like, this is one of the biggest transfers of wealth in human history. I, I've Who's said, talking about that? Why is nobody talking about how the rich got richer and the poor always... We always get shit on, man. Mm-hmm. And, and then, again, because we'll bicker amongst ourselves. You know, it's like, no, 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 that's my cookie. I, 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 yeah, I haven't really talked about that on the podcast, but I talk about that at work because I see it every day because yeah. I'm, I am a mail carrier. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I care, we carry Amazon shit. Yeah. It's almost all we carry. Don't yeah. let Amazon make you think we don't carry any of their stuff. Or don't let the joy stuff. think that the, that the, yeah. you know, yeah. that the U.S. Postal Service isn't turning a profit. Like you guys are yeah. okay. So you guys deliver for Amazon. So during the pandemic, it was just everyone stayed home and started ordering stuff on Amazon. Yeah. So our, our volume of packages went through. It's insane. And it hasn't stopped. Yeah. It hasn't stopped. People got used to it and yeah. people like it and more people signed up for it. And it's yep. so what Christmas time volume of packages used to be like once a year, you would have yeah. a hellish three weeks. Yeah. I have that every day now. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, it's dude. Christmas every day now because of it. it's insane. And all that money. And that was, and that was not only was that, People staying home from the pandemic and not wanting to go out. Yeah. But that was the stimulus check. Oh, yeah. That stimmy money. That, all that stimulus. Yeah. You know how much that stimulus money went to Jeff Bezos. That all went to all him. That was what a yep. giant just mm-hmm. tra- from the government straight to him. Shut up and take my money, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It, absolutely, man. And and that's like. Not me, though. I put 12s in the back of my car. Nice. Dude, I bet that sounds good. Sounds great. I love uh, it. So you're just bumping Enya back there or what? <laughs> Yanni. Yanni. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, oh. Dude, that's hilarious. Do you want to take a water break? I yeah, let's you're... take a break. Welcome back. H2O break. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, so earlier when I got in, I was like, hey, man, the place looks good. What, you know, did this change? And you're like, oh, not that. And then I was like, I just asked you about the artwork back here. So tell me more. And then what it is to be a zebra. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I did change up the artwork in here. And the one behind me is done by uh, a friend of the show. Very extremely talented photographer in Kansas City by the name of Braden Hopper. Okay, cool. Um, I told him a story. He, him, and I are friends, and we talk on DMs a lot. And he's just talking about stuff with me. It doesn't matter what. And then sure. I told him a story on. You know, he was asking me about settling down and stuff, like me trying to settle down or something. I was like, I'm not gonna like. I'm a zebra. Uh-huh. Well, you know what a zebra? Do you know what the difference between a zebra and a horse is? What? Well, you can tame a horse. Okay. Okay. You can get a wild horse break it eventually ride that thing yes do whatever you want with race it ride it it's your pet yes you ever seen anybody ride a zebra not never never they cannot be tamed you can't break it and tame it huh you know i'm not gonna have some chick try and tame my ass down and hold me (laughs) down like some fucking corralled up stud (laughs) but what about other zebra (laughs) but what about other zebras zebras are in relationships with other zebras right like they fucking make little zebra babies and Send that little zebra to college or whatever. Right, but they still <laughs> want to run free and run wild. They there can't. Be, they're not. They're not a pet. Yeah, they absolutely. were wild, running free. Yes, and then some guy comes around and then breaks them, and then they're they're a pony now. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're you know they're show horse, they're yeah. race horse, they're 
Where I'm going to trot trails with it, whatever. It's my yeah. pet now. Like that thing's owned. It lives in a stable. It's not running free, being free and wild and doing what it wants. I love that, dude. But it's really just a joke. I mean, yeah. you know, if the, <laughs> if the right, you know, dime piece millionaire chick comes along and picks me up. Hey. Hey, I'll be your pet. You know, I'll be your I'll be your pet zebra. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. That's a great photo, man. It's like cool. Just, yeah. Cause, you know, he does um, <clears throat> Photoshop with mm-hmm. this stuff. And so, yeah, he named it a zebra among horses. So it's like, you know. Oh, dude, that's you. That's me. That's cool, I man. around a lot of horses, yeah. which is fine. Don't be ashamed <laughs> to be a horse. There's a lot of badass horses out there. But what about, dude, what about saving horses and riding cowboys? <laughs> I thought that that was the movement. Yeah. That, that was uh, an early 2000s movement, I think. <laughs> and then what's going on? What else is going on back here? I see um, like a club night and then some artwork, some more artwork. Um, so the middle one is when I put on a live event. Okay. I had uh, two comics, Brandon Patrick and Aaron Scarborough, perform. They each did 20 minutes. Nice. And then I did about an hour-ish long podcast, live podcast with Sean Edwards. Okay. He's a Fox 4 movie review guy. Okay. Incredible dude. Oh, my gosh. Coolest dude in Kansas City. That's awesome. I think I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, probably. He's the black guy on Fox 4. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I know who you're talking about. And then I had a couple music acts, like legit good music, uh, hip-hop acts perform after that. Dude, that's awesome. It was great. That's super cool. I think 15 people showed up. Hey, man, but still, you got to start somewhere. No, it was awesome. Everyone that, that showed up made great connections, and it was a, a, an amazing time. It was great. That's, dude, and that's it was on a Monday cool. night. There you go. Right? It was a holiday Monday, but still, it was Monday. I get it. I like that idea of like a live podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was, talking it was in fun. front of people. And that's cool, man. And then mixing yeah. it up with artists and comedians and just making an event out of it. That's pretty cool, dude. I thought it was like the perfect formula for just a fun night of like all different kinds of entertainment coming together. I love that, man. And I feel like Kansas City, you know, you, Charles, and I were talking during the intermission about just uh, how creative Kansas City is musically. Mm -hmm. You know, so recently I went to Quixotic. You, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I know what it is, but I haven't been to it yet. So it's like a really, it's like a, it's like a cabaret, man. It's like is it like a Cirque du Soleil, but yes. not quite. Dude, that's that's the best way of describing it. it. It is like that, but like Kansas City's version. So it's it's like song and dance and like a performance, and it's interactive, right? Like there's a. The I main need to get performer. one of them on here. That's what I need. You to should, do. dude. They're amazing, and they have Calvin Arsenia. He's another local artist. He does like R and B and all. He plays the fucking harp. This oh, dude's cool. like, yeah, dude. <laughs> He's badass, and it's just like, this is how creative I like how you Kansas play the, City is. I've never seen anybody play the air harp, before. right? Look at that, <laughs> just like, dude, pulling strings and whatnot. It it was awesome, man, and it was so much fun. And then afterwards, this they're a group. It's like twenty people, and and they're like ballerinas. They're singers and dancers and like, like. Crossfitters, I guess, from lack of a better word, but it's like the dudes gymnast, holding the right? rope, you know, so the gymnast doesn't fall to her death, kind of thing. So after the performance, they'll go and interact with the audience, and like oh, you wow. were talking about making connections. Yeah, doesn't matter how big your audience is, man. Like, yeah, you don't need a ton of wood to start a fire. You know, you just need a little bit of fodder. Well, I love that, dude. So I think that Kansas City is is not only ready for this kind of thing. But we're hungry for it. You're and right. You should do it again because I'm looking at the date, man. And this is like right before the pandemic. This I is know. February 2020, man. I know. 
you know, and, and I it was think, one of the last cool events that you guys should have gone to before the pandemic hit. <laughs> there you go. And I think that that's kind of the motto. It's like, man, I don't want to die with any regrets. Yeah. You know, and that's something that the pandemic has accentuated for me. So like I grew out this side rat tail. I wish oh, I would have yeah. had it, dude. Uh-huh. So I grew that out during the pandemic because I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, <laughs> Who cares? You know what I mean? Like I've always nice. wanted to do this. Oh, I'm going to wow. do it now. And I feel like taking that shot on yourself, like we've been talking about, you know, it's like, if not now, then when, if not us, then who, Mm. you know? So that's pretty cool. What about this guy? What what about the That was actually, he is, so this is funny. The Uh two comics that performed, Uh they're both involved with that. The, it's a picture of Brandon Patrick done what? by Aaron Scarborough. Whoa, dude. You just blew my mind a little. How meta is that? Absolutely. That's really good, too. That's like a really good Oh, he's drawing. a professional artist. Like, you can go AaronScarborough.com probably yeah. or something like that. He's been on the show, too, a few times. He's great. I love him. He's hilarious. Great. He's up-and-coming uh, he's hitting it hard right now, local stand-up. But, his, That's and, awesome. but he m- pays the bills doing art. Like That's incredible. He'll commission whatever you want. Like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's incredible. I love that, man. You know, And I feel like we have that opportunity for this kind of modern renaissance. If we can figure out how to take care of each other, it'll open the door to like let the creatives <clears throat> be creative. You know, and, and see what flourishes from that mm-hmm. as opposed to this kind of like power, money-hungry power grab from lack of better words yeah. you know what i mean it's like we're all chasing the same rabbit but that rabbit's never gonna get caught yeah anyways yeah. dude that's awesome i love that now we just got to find a venue to do it again you know oh i could probably so i did that at the rhino in north kansas city mm-hmm. i think i could probably pull that off again okay and which was great because they had a bar i mean it's a great i don't know if you've ever been up there i haven't it's great. It's in North Kansas City, but it's, you know it's in a convenient location. Cool, and it's just perfect. It was perfect. It's got a stage that's just a perfect size for stand up for everything for the show, and then they have a side room that's the same size, and there's a bar in there. Yeah, so, I love you know, that. You just drink, have fun. There's a green room in the back, and dude, and then, that's awesome. Pop in and out. If I couldn't do it there, I bet you I could do um, Seventh Heaven. Said I can do stuff there whenever I want. That's amazing. But they don't have a, you know, they have a bar there, but sure. maybe I could do like a BYOB, but there you go. If that mix if it up, that, do something right. Oh, hire a bartender. If that's the, okay. There you go. I like that. You know, maybe get like a, like a local brewery involved or alcohol maker, <laughs> mm. but, but you know, going back to like having stages, like save our stages, right? Like yeah. dude, all of these places, small businesses have been struggling for the last 16 18 months or whatever especially live music venues or just venues that host live events we need to you know inject some of that not only cash but just like i don't know, good energy back in yeah there. dude i think yeah. we're onto something you I want need me to be your tour manager yeah i'll I set do. all this up if huh? you do, yeah look if you <laughs> if look if you can make me money yeah i will definitely give you a cut of that money <laughs> done let's go like Dude. i need a kick in the pants like yeah. i've got these things i just need a little motivation i need to help absolutely yes. i got i got a full-time job that sucks a lot of hours and energy yeah. out of me i got kids on the weekend i got yeah. this like i got very little time to like get the shit done that absolutely but also I'm not, I'm not gonna lie yeah I play video games too, Fuck and I could yeah. be doing other things. No, 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 no. No, I could be playing. I could be doing something more productive. I, I got. Damn, I need a fucking best friend that'll keep me accountable and like just. There you go. 
I, that's <sighs> the struggle of being a zebra. It is. Uh. It is. Trust me. I'm like, do I just get a, do I just settle down? That, I think that's what, you know, do I just settle down with someone, with a woman that's going to yeah. just help make things easier? No, I, I don't know. That is a struggle. But I like my free, you know, I like. Absolutely. God damn, I have an existential crisis right in front of everybody. I get too deep and personal and dude, real Dude, that's because I've been spiking your water with edibles. Be careful, Uh-oh. dude. I, I kept scratching out the zeros. Well. Huh? I don't believe dude, you. But here's the thing, man. Like, I think that we need to stop beating ourselves up about, oh, I play video games during my free time, and, and that's why I, I'm not as successful as I could be or I want to be. Fuck that, dude. I can't, I can't say fuck that. It's not bullshit. Dude, so here's the thing, man. Like, I think that, yes, like to a certain point, yes, you, you, we can overdo anything. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know how the body heals? You know how we recharge? <clears throat> Sleep. Yeah, dude. We rest. We unwind. We do something. And what that allows us to do is think more creatively and then get the energy to go out and do it again. Mm-hmm. Because if you just keep going, man, like how long before we burn out? You know? Like it, it's just too much. We're, we're, we're running too hard. And that was another lesson from the pandemic. What I fear, what I fear is out of sight, out of mind. You know, like, hey, we just went through this really shitty period together. Like, God damn, I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And I I learned all these things. I had all the existential crises, you know, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, you know. But now it's over. So fuck it. Like, let's party. And that's not a bad thing either. Like, I want an end of the world kind of party. Like, if that's what it is, let's go. Let's go out with a bang. Let's have some fun. But, you know, like what lessons did we learn and how can we actually like implement this shit to make it again better for all of us? And that better for all of us is very it's a gray area, man. It's like, what does that mean? Because it can mean a different thing for me and a different thing for you. Right. Yeah. But anyways, dude, video games. I think video games are just fine. Uh? I think everything is fine in moderation. There we go. I have a moderation problem. <laughs> we all do. With the video games. Yeah. That's my that's just my admission. Like I know I don't know, I just like, I know shit. I know things. You know, I just know what, what I can do better about. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe I'm too hard on myself, but there we go. You, you know, know what you need. Maybe I need to be harder on myself. I don't know. Oh, it could be. But dude, if you ride a zebra too hard, you're still not gonna break them. No. You know? Right. It's just gonna buck you off. Yeah. You know what you need, dude? You need a clone. Tell me, Fabian. Tell me what do I need? You need a clone of yourself. We need to go old school multiplicity, oh, wow. dude, and just clone you out. And then that way you have, you know, another Neanderthal out there delivering oh, God. the mail oh, while God. another Neanderthal is out there, <laughs> you know, making deals while another Neanderthal is out there playing with the kids. You know what I mean? And another one, and you could be playing video games. We just need multiplicity, man. We need to clone well, your ass. Well, I, I think you have the right idea, but you have the wrong technology and the wrong mind frame. I think the cloning idea is too far advanced and not not there. I think it's not I think it's pointless, especially where technology is going. And let's bring it back to singularity. Okay. So if we are gonna do this merge where somehow our consciousness gets uploaded to the computer there then you are just a program you would be able to make copies of yourself there yes and then do all this stuff but yes 
Who knows if podcasting's even around then? Dude, or what it looks like in the future, right? If it's just like, let me telepath my thoughts to you, and all of a sudden there's an audience where we're all speaking telepathically, and it's like, yeah, are you listening to this dude's thoughts? <laughs> you got to tune in, man. Yeah, the singularity, that's a weird one. And it's then super if you weird. start getting, I mean, because there is, there is a real possibility, something, I mean, there, I mean, maybe not. That's too, that is pretty science fiction y, but <laughs> I love it. I say we dive Ray deep. Ray Kurzweil and all of his little scientists Thank are coming you. up that's, with this yes. shit. And just, that's their goal. If they can just somehow get your memories and thoughts on a hard drive. And then I'm bringing, I'm going to bring this into your world. Let's hear quick. it. Let's so, hear it. So you're basically a computer yeah. with all the thoughts of being a human. And you know how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Well, then you turn into a robot. Yeah. You know, an Android type thing. Yeah. And then you're like, well, we just need 3D printers yeah. to start printing up my version of myself. And then you start 3D printing yourself all over the place. Yes. And then as we're expanding into outer space, yeah. as we're going into these different solar systems, we're going as these computers simulation. And you can sh- you can yeah. go millions of light years but and you just turn yourself off. Yeah as a computer and then wake up a million years later, like nothing happened in human, in your human mind. Yes. And then you just wake up a million light years later, looking for another solar system to just keep throwing out copies of this human Android version. That's being 3d printed all over the place. Dude, did you just write the next summer blockbuster? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. And I, I honestly don't think we're that far off, man. A lot of what you had just said is, spoiler alert, season three of Westworld, right? So Westworld is like it, these androids. You go to a theme park. You get to kill all these robots because they don't have feelings. But what happens when they develop consciousness and they're like, they can see, feel, touch, hear, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like 3D printing. What if you could 3D print the next version of yourself? And combine it with coding. Like, what if we learn how to decode our consciousness, mm-hmm. right? And then upload <clears throat> that bitch to a computer, right? And then download that into that 3D, everything you just said, man. And I, and I think that this is what's so fun about having these conversations. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, maybe in our lifetimes, we won't get to see that happen, but maybe we will. Right. You know, but maybe because you never know. We, be, exactly because we had this talk because it sparked somebody else's interest that actually knows how to do that shit. And they're like, fuck it. I'll try. Well, then you're doing the space exploration with 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 your conscious. It's your consciousness yes. and you're out there and you have these 3D printers and then you set, you just start printing whatever you want. You got all these yeah. designs like like these little sp- probe type things can go to like different asteroids and collect the metal from that and start creating more things. Yes. Keep going it's amazing absolutely dude yeah absolutely i do and that's the kind of stuff that i love to think about again from like i know that i'm an optimist and it'll probably kill me one day you know but i'd rather live in that kind of utopian version of my mindset than constantly focused on like all the bad shit that could potentially happen that probably Mm -hmm. never will Right. You know, so, so yeah, man, we can explore the galaxy. And not only while you're doing that, if you don't want to be shut down, you're not, you're not just a computer program. You're not just, what, what, what are your consciousness? Isn't just like this Android type thing. I mean, you're a computer, you're not actually a physical thing, but you're inside this computer, which has created this actual world that you think you're in. Mm-hmm. 
mm. while you're doing this. So it's like you're still, you got your consciousness in this simulated computer world with your real consciousness. Dude, it, it, eternal life. That might be what we're all, that might be what humans have been for forever. Billions of years. There you go, man. It's crazy. Dude, That that's a really good one. I'm telling you, man, that's a movie. Well. Huh? Should we reach out to the sponsors, As Coke a, a, and, and... If you're my manager, you need to be getting on that right now. I'm giving you gold, manager. Let's go. Fucking, I'm writing this down. How much free time do you have outside of doing 3D printing? Is, can you start a side project of managing me? There we go. Dude, I'll have to look into it. We can make money in Kansas City, dude. Absolutely, man. There's so much money in Kansas City. Let's get it. It's crazy. Yeah. Let's dude, let's go, let's go get it. That's all it is. Yeah. You got to go get it. Let's get that bag. Fabian, this was amazing. Yeah. Talk about some 3D printing and shit real quick. I mean, you know, I don't. I want you to pimp your store while you're here. Why not? Cool, man. Thank you. I, mean, um, I think we've become friends, and I enjoy doing this, but I want you to promote the hell out of here. Dude, I love it, man. Thank yeah. you so much. You know, as far as like 3D HQ is concerned, we were one of those small companies that were able to navigate these turbulent waters over the last, you know, year and a half. And, and I think that we were we became better because of it. Right. There's that saying that's like no skilled sailor ever came from calm waters. Like, oh, dude, wow. Yeah, man. Like, you we got were, some good ones today. Uh, I got to write these <laughs> things down. So we were out there chopping it up, man. We were just we were there were plenty of times that we were capsized and just figured out how to flip the boat back over and get back in and keep going. At 3D HQ? At 3D HQ. Really? I'm curious. I am. I am curious how you guys have stayed afloat and everything doing. Doing what you guys do. Absolutely, man. Like the figurines, like that, that's our, you know, th that is. Is that your bread and butter? It, that was like the biggest part of us. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's what we were known for. And in a lot like stages, you know, you had to come in, you had to come into play, mm -hmm. right? Like we needed you in person to be able to scan you, to get that information to 3D print you. Um, and we couldn't do that during the pandemic, mm -hmm. you know? So we shifted our focuses to like, kind of like the what we talked about stuff, last right? time. Yeah, yeah. The masks and stuff like that. But then from there. You know, kind of taking that chance on yourself, you know, because we took a chance on that and we like, here's how we can make an impact. All these other projects started coming in, oh, you nice. know, and so we started doing things like we just 3D printed a shoe. It's like one of the coolest things that we've done, you know, for for um, a family that lost their father. And like their vision was to memorialize their father through this, you know, again, like a shoe that he had. And so that was super cool. We've been 3D printing car is it, parts. Is it like a plastic shoe? It, it but, is a, but it's that 3D image of what his real shoe was. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'll so show you pictures, dude. So, you it's can, nuts. so like if they want different family members could all have that shoe. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Like we could just copy and paste kind of thing. Oh, Do it again. Cool. Small batch printing. Um, 3D printing a bunch of car parts. You know, one of the coolest things that we did, uh, one of the things that I'm passionate about is, is like re renewable energy. Like how cool would it be to convert sunlight into like electricity to concern, you know, wind power into electricity, all of these things. Mm -hmm. So wind turbines are starting to pop up around the Midwest because Kansas is plains. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like very flat, perfect conditions. Iowa similar, Nebraska similar. So wind windmills, wind farms are starting to pop up. But what ends up happening within these wind farms is parts breakdown. Right. And parts can be super expensive or because all the geese are hitting them. There you go. Yeah, there you go. exactly. <laughs> are just chopping birds up all day. Dude, <laughs> exactly, man. They're the terminators of birds. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is like maybe the original manufacturer no longer makes this one specific part. OK, so it's like, how do we fix this? 
So we had we were having, you know, these companies finding us and like, hey, can you do it? And yeah, we can. You know, so it's like that kind of stuff. Like and, and it doesn't always have to be like super serious. You know, for the for the spring we started making uh planners and potters. Yeah, I love that little pot. Right? You know, like that kind of stuff. It can be like it can also be very fun and the, the- business card holder i love that people so many people comment on that when they come in here that's awesome dude i love that i've sent some people to you absolutely man and i appreciate that you know that's how we build community that's how we kick it old school and like what you say man especially those cards yeah those cards too i got my cards i've sent some i've told so many people like you gotta go if you want cards i gotta go there so i love that man thank you so much that's fun absolutely it's like the rising tide lifts all ships like what you say that's fine that's yours (laughs) (laughs) so it's like that kind of stuff man so that's how we've been able to stay afloat and just like get really creative with it you know one thing that, that we've been playing with I love music. We talked about music here. Mm-hmm. My passion for 80s music, your hate for 80s music, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then just like every other genre out there. One thing that I really love about music and musicians is how they'll collaborate, right? They'll bring, I love pe- that. Right? How love cool that. is that? Hey, let me invite you into the studio like what Charles does. Mm-hmm. Let me invite you in. Let, let me show you this beat and see what you come up with, mm-hmm. right? And then, and, then, and then through this, we create something wholly original. I really want to bring that to 3D printing. I want to have people come in. It can be community leaders. It can be your average Joe. It can be people with pull. Local podcasters. Local podcasters. What problem are you trying to solve? It doesn't have to be world hunger. It can be like, you know what? My kitchen sink won't stop leaking. And it really pisses me off. And it's like, all right, cool, man. Let's come up with a solution. And then maybe that solution solves that same problem for a lot of other people. Maybe a lot of other people have these really leaky kitchen faucets or whatever, right? And so I want to bring people into our studio and then collaborate with them on what is it that you want to do. And let's do, let's chop it up. Let's come up with something wholly original. Is everything 3D printed that you guys do plastic? Um, no, it can be in like, we're, we're testing different, like there's resins, right? We use sandstone for, for our figurines. We use nylon for our figurines. Um, or like a plastic type thing. Like, is there any kind of metal type thing that, or like, what's the, or, or not necessarily even you specifically, but like, what's the most sophisticated type 3d printer that can, are there 3d printers that can create computers or computer chips or anything like that? Dude, great question. And and so like this has been one of the bottlenecks in the industry. It's like, uh, well, we can print a computer, but we can't print the the circuit boards. There are companies out there that are doing that, that are 3D printing like microchips, right? Today, I was just uh, during my morning scroll is what I call it, where I just surf the internet and see what's going on out there. The World Forum. Why you're taking a shit? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Your morning scroll. That's yeah. a good word for it. Right. For the point of your morning business. There you go. <laughs> and so what I saw today, one of these posts was, you know, um, I think it was a university in Australia had come up with the way to 3D print bone marrow and bones inside the human body not just like print like you a femur and then plug that bitch in it's like no you broke your femur here's where it is we're gonna go ahead and let this printer head go in there and once this material touches your bone marrow it'll actually turn into bone which is science fiction in my opinion this is real or this is real it's happening right now no no no. it's happening right now it's a miniature 3d printer they put in you it's like it's a 3d printer head so right now like so that's a printer head this is connected to a 
printer or something? Yeah. Okay. And, and so that's the end game, right? Is like eventually this is going to print inside the human body. But right now what it's doing is it's literally printing bone. Oh, that's it's, incredible. It inside? is. That, I, this is insane. I don't believe this. I know, man. Hold on. Hold on. So there's a 3D printer and it's hooked up to the printer head, which is where I guess the materials comes out to create the 3D form that it's supposed to make. Yes. And it's inside of the body making connecting but what, what is it what kind of material is it using that hard resin stuff or is it like cal is it a fake bone like how are they so like the material at its core metal have, or something it's like it's some kind of like resin it's some other and kind of goo gaps and then once it hits the bone it turns into like bone marrow it turns into bone that's incredible it's nuts dude i can't i still don't understand and this is like the this is the world that we're living in now mm -hmm. it's not like this is gonna happen this is where it's like no dude they are we're doing it somebody out there another one of the monkeys out there is <laughs> doing this yeah you know and, and that shit's really exciting man in terms of like metal yeah you can print in metal it's super expensive yeah right but it's possible Right. One of the, the things that I'm really excited about is there's this it's like polycarbonate mixed with, um, oh, my gosh, carbon fiber. OK. So and, and so like and you can print this like like imagine if that <clears throat> axe, the axe head was made of carbon fiber like that. That thing would be super strong. Like you could probably cut stuff with it. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? But it would look like a little toy. Yeah. You know, and, and that's like at the that the prosumer grade, which means like, you know, it's it's enough to be a professional. Like you could use this at a professional level, but you can also use it at the consumer level. OK. Right. Like you're at your hobbyist or the person that's more than a hobbyist. I want to know like straight. Yeah. What's the most deep? So they can't do a microchip yet. I don't know. What's I don't the know. Small, do you know what the smallest thing that you can print? I, yeah. I, but that I don't know. But, that would be like functional. Yeah. And technologically impressive. Dude, I mean, right I mean, now you, I feel like everything's going big. So like, I guess what what I saw technologically impressive that's like still pretty small is somebody was printing satellites, right? Like 3D printing little satellites that you could blast up into outer space. We talked about this, I think, last time. And that, you know, like tiny little satellites or printing drones, you know, 3D can, printing drones. But can, it, can a 3D printer print a drone from, but like at all the little parts and everything, the wires and everything, like... So everything you need, like if you bought a drone out of a box from Walmart and it said 3D print, 3D printer, print that everything and get the exact fucking clone of it. Is that possible? Man. So the electronics, I, I that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to know. Like that to me, like, I think it's cool that you can do different cool things, but like there's going to, that's where, that's what I'm thinking of. Like when technology is going to get to this part where we can yeah. interstellar, interstellarly travel was when 3d printers can start doing microchip like when we get to a point when a 3d printer can make a 3d printer yeah absolutely and, and and like a lot of 3d printers like you know Proust is a really good example of a 3d printer that you use to 3d print a lot of the plastic parts on there but i think that you're right man once we hit the understanding of how to print electronics Game changer. Right. Yeah, absolutely, right. man. Like you're not just printing the house to the walkie talkie or to the cell phone. You're printing the whole thing, like the yeah. guts as well. And it works. Is that a possibility in the future to get that? Yeah. Yeah. So I absolutely I think so. Uh, I believe so. And, you know, again, what's kind of already happening is like the microchips, right? Like there, there, there's some things right. that they're figuring the out. Start, it's like, right. Yeah, absolutely. And and then and then you can plug that into the shell or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that you're onto something, man. And I think that it is a possibility and it'll probably happen before we know it. You know, sooner than later. 
as long as we don't fuck things up first. Well, that might happen with China and us. <laughs> I don't know. And these aliens, we got to figure out. We didn't figure out the hell these UFOs are yet. Dude, maybe they're here to like trade and barter. <laughs> you know? I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they if, have, I, if they're yeah. Maybe they have some like really good alien weed and it's like they want us to take huh. them to our dealer. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think that's it at all. Oh man. Well, uh June 25th, I believe is when that UFO report comes out, so cool. this will come out after that, so we'll f- We'll know then. We'll know then. <laughs> Fabian, this was a lot of fun. Dude, always good to be yeah. here, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yep. 3DHQ KC. Come visit us. Yeah. Love it. Please, yeah, go down. I highly recommend it. It's fun. I took my kids there. I go, I've go. i gone by myself. I brought the, the club. and take. It's great. Yeah. Come down there. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yep. Bye. Bye.